You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to another fabulous episode of Dear Multi-Hyphenate. I am your host, Michael Kushner, and what an exciting time to be an artist. Well, at least I'm excited. Um, My book, How to Be a Multi-Hyphenate in the Theater Business, Conversations, Advice, and Tips from Dear Multi-Hyphenate, published by Rutledge Publishing, is out now. Um, If you pre-ordered your book, it's probably on your way. Um, it's probably on its way, I should say, uh, but you're also on your way as well to becoming a multi-hyphenated artist. Uh, I digress. Um, but in all seriousness, uh, it hits the shelves on the 10th, February 10th, and my book signing at the Drama Bookshop is on February 12th. So if you're a New York artist who loves this podcast and can be at the Drama Bookshop at 7.30 p.m. on February 12th, that would be amazing. I would love to meet you. And a ticket comes with uh, a bur- a Burke? Oh my, uh, yes, Birkenstocks. Not a Burke, a book. <sighs> wow. Uh, I'm really doing well today, huh? Where's, where's, uh, where's uh, my voice and speech professor when you need her? Uh, but I am really excited. And uh, if you have a book let me know uh you know post about it on social media and tag me at the michael kushner or at your multi-hyphenate and let me know also if you like this podcast please rate comment subscribe do all that good stuff it really really helps and thank you to broadway podcast network uh and thank you for listening uh i love doing this podcast and i love bringing you these interviews I love getting immersed with all of these different people uh, and their perspectives, and I get to learn so much as well, so that's really fun. (laughs) Um, This episode is a little on the longer side, not too much, but it is a really, really great conversation, so I'm going to get into the introduction, and let's get into the episode. Um, Laquette Charnel Pringle has been seen on Broadway in a national tour such as Mrs. Doubtfire, Beautiful the Carol King Musical, Lysistrata Jones, Memphis the Musical, The Lion King, Sweet Charity, and Off-Broadway and in TV and film. Laquette created Geared Up by Fearless Young Artists with a fiery passion for inspiring artists to take a step 
through clothes and accessories into taking ownership of their bodies and artistic processes while maintaining one's personal boundaries in a creative professional environment. You can get your own swag from Geared Up by Fearless Young Artists with a special discount code. If you head to the website, gearedupbyfearlessyoungartists.com and plug in multi-hyphenate 10, you can get a discount for your next incredible shirt, sweater, merch, whatever it is from Geared Up by Fearless Young Artists whenever you order and use that code. Enjoy the episode. Uh, We really get into it. It's one of my favorite conversations, and let me know what you think. Laquette Charnel Pringle, how are you? I'm good. Look at that smile. I'm doing very well after that smile. You make me so happy, that's why. Oh, thank you, friends. Likewise. Really, I mean, we were just talking about this, you know, when we were recording, but I'm so thankful that I was introduced to you. I met you because we were both on a panel at Mm -hmm. AMDA here in New York, and Mm -hmm. it was a theater business panel that I think became a multi-hyphenate discussion panel (laughs) because we were on it, so. Yeah, right? (laughs) So you, so we both were saying things where we were like, "Mm, hello, hello, how are you? (laughs) (laughs) The whole panel. It's so true. Yes. And it was sort of like, uh, yes, and what about this? And you went, yes, and it was just a great conversation. I loved. And I just, I'm so thankful for you and your insight. And I just think you're wonderful. Oh, thank you, friend. That means a lot coming from you. And um, I felt the same. You know, it's so interesting um, when we find spirits that connect especially uh, in in big cities like what we live in, New York, it is such a special and rare thing to not only be able to connect with yourself, but to connect with yourself, connecting with someone else in real time and let that flow happen. Like that is a really beautiful trust exercise that I feel really um, honored that we got to have. So funny that you say that because I feel like Someone once said to me, it's very hard to make friends in your 30s. Yeah. And I sort of go, as I'm experiencing that, I'm like, why is it? Because I've made friends recently, and some of them have stayed the course, and some of them Mm -hmm. haven't. And I go, if I were to not make friends anymore if i were to did not if i were to stop trying to connect with people in real time like you just said i think i would be denying a massive aspect of who i am Mm. not negative not negatively not out of spite or out of protect protecting myself but i would be compromising a lot and i'm i don't i'm not trying to put this out in the universe i'm not trying to say you know, I want my relationships to, you know, to snap in half and whatever, but I think I would much rather, I think I would much rather see who stays the course um, Mm -hmm. as opposed to compromise that because I think that is a huge aspect of who I am. Yeah, I can dig that. I would, I would, 
I'm going to yes and you. <laughs> Good. Um, and, and say, not only is it, it, can it be difficult to make friends in your 30s, it can be difficult to keep friends in your 30s, especially when you become a parent. Because this is, I think this might be one of the most challenging times in my life um, where I am doing much better about um, being present within myself and then being able to take someone else in and really know if like I'm vibing with them. But if I do vibe with them, being able to keep and maintain um, a certain level of, of, of uh, I don't want to use boundary, that's the wrong word to use in this moment, but to keep that, that same energy, that same synergy that I used to have a lot more time to invest in before child. <laughs> it's, um, it's a whole nother thing, you know, and it's really it's really difficult to to maintain relationships and to to your point of you know who's staying the course who is truly understanding and empathetic and compassionate to all of the hats that i many parents who are working and doing self reflective work all while trying to make things happen is really difficult if you can find someone who can go on that journey stay on that course with you, they're a really special person, really special. I love that. Um, also, you know, being the friend is hard too, because I'm not mm. saying, I'm, I'm not saying I'm a perfect angel. I'm certainly not. Um, but, but, and I, ha there's no, but it's just, and I have not delivered in ways that I could mm. have, I should have, I would have, if I had known this or if I was present. Mm -hmm. Um, so I have to take responsibility in that, that it's not just people that have left me, but I have, I didn't show up for them and I probably mm -hmm. would have left me if I, if that had happened on the other side of the table, which it has, um, mm. you know, so I can't, I have to take responsibility for relationships that have left me. Um, some happen after working together and I'm like, okay, well, did I do something horribly wrong? that you don't even you don't want to talk to me anymore i mean it's like i don't know i i feel as collaborators as artists when we build friendships in environments in specific environments i feel that i label them based on those environments like when if i'm doing a show we don't talk unless we're doing a show and that show ends and it's like well we're not brought into the same space together we have to create that space together and sometimes I'm like I don't know if I want to do that I feel like I only want to see them when I have to <laughs> it's yeah yeah and not only is that fair but that's a really healthy way of understanding what type of boundary you have and I think that's a way uh, a way way more healthy that's not how you speak Laquette that's a much <laughs> healthier way <laughs> that's a much healthier way of being able to um, not prioritize but to really take and invest into the relationships that you are continuing to uh, put energy and time into outside of whatever instance or environment you may have met that particular person because the showman's is real Mm. Right. And I think that, at least for me, when I think about showman's uh, 
I, I immediately go back to my young 20 self and <laughs> think like, oh, well, it's the people who are like hooking up. Like, but it's, it's all a form of a showman's, right? We are all a quote unquote family. And then that show ends and then that family disappears. And um, it, it, in full transparency, you know, when I first started doing professional theater, it was really jarring um, to be so tight, to be so close with people. And then the show would be over and then I just wouldn't hear from them anymore. It, 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 I didn't realize that I would come into the business of show and have to confront all of the things that I was using the art to help me escape, I had to deal with. You know what I mean? Like it's like I stopped going into the dance class and being like, oh, I can turn off my mind and just like be in this moment. Like I not only it, it was having to do that, I was also having to deal with the fact that like this class is about to be over and this moment is fleeting. Okay, well, how, what do I do? What do I, I love that feeling. Do I stay on that high? Uh, do, how do I bring myself down? Um, again, to go back to the idea of, of making relationships and shows, you know, it, I genuinely would have to like build myself up to closings where I'd have to go, you know, they're not going to text me as frequently or when we do text me, like, you're good. I'm good. Okay, great. Like I had to learn that skill, uh, build that muscle of detaching and being available for the transitioning of the relationship. Yeah. Yeah. That I've, took me a long time. <laughs> no, I, it's, I can't tell you how many times I've had meals with people and they look at me mm. and go, I can't believe we're here. And I'm like, what do you mean? They're like, so many people say that they want to get lunch or get a drink and you never follow through. And I'm like, no, nah, I follow through. I do. I try to be a I try to be a man person of my word, and if I'm like, hey, I want to see you, I, I chances are will follow through with that, um, because relationships are so important to me, and the the showmance that I have right is Frenchwoods, and I'm very 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 privileged to have those experiences of, uh, in my teen years, us not only eating and and uh, eating and and um rehearsing and living but sleeping together and waking up together and for months you know like there was one summer I was there for 12 weeks and chasing the, uh, my first professional gig after college was the on the town revival hmm. and um uh, of of at Barrington stage the pre-broadway tryout I didn't go to Broadway with it um but I, first of all, there was a mix of emotions. I had just left college. I was sad to leave college. I was going through a breakup and also just leaving, not realizing that college was done. But I had four years of a close friend group. And then I was being thrown into rehearsals with Tony Asbeck and Nancy Opal and Michael Rupert and these legends that i was like oh my god i can't believe i'm in a show with these people so i was like having a nervous mm. breakdown i was equally <laughs> as elated and feeling artistically fulfilled but i was like all right it's gonna be great we're gonna build this family and i approached these people being like you're my new best friend and they were like i have a family 
<laughs> you know. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but here's the thing. These people did become friends. And the relationship stood, withstood the test of time because maybe I was too young then, but we stayed in contact. And now I feel like I have good relationships with people in that sh that were in that show that I didn't have relationships with at that time because time cha mm -hmm. time changes people you grow up and and I feel like the showman's might not might end there for a second but then like a year down the road be like how are you yeah you know yeah. I don't know I find it to be we're sensitive people and we crave i i don't mean to speak for everyone but i think we crave ensemble and sometimes you know we neglect it and sometimes we i think actively search it but i, I, I those are the type of people the conversations that i try to find for this podcast or the people that i'm like i'm i want to invest in you i want to you i want you to be a part of what I'm building and I want to be a part of what you're building. Oh my God. I love you so much. <laughs> and I just love you. You nailed it. You nailed it. it and I, I, I would have to say, I agree with you on that. Like I have had many a relationship be far better post-show than what it was inside mm -hmm. of the show. And I wonder too, if our ages and, the newness of of being in the show being in the thing also plays a little element into it um because now when i go into shows and this was a, a mrs doubtfire <clears throat> before the pandemic um began so in in easier broadway world times <laughs> uh i remember being in the rehearsal studio and just genuinely laughing at the jokes that Rob were, uh, was delivering and genuinely, you know, taking in the incredible fast paced uh, uh, choreo that we were being taught and just genuinely being present that now after our show has closed, when I reach out to people, I can have that same present, oh my gosh, you're so fantastic and amazing, feeling that I had for them in that, inside of that space outside of that mm -hmm. space even when i don't see them you know like i i, I love the marcos that i'll do with jay or <laughs> kj or something like that you know i love those moments because we pick right back up where we left off right like they remember they remember the type of presence that i brought into the space and i remember what they gave me into the space which just makes the dance so the dance of, of beautiful friendship, of beautiful relationship maintaining, right? Be that that much more intricate and and dare I say inspiring because it I know I'm meeting a new person, a new spirit. And so do they, but it's familiar. It, it is, um, does that make sense? You dig what I'm saying? And those are the sea I dig. And those are the seeds mm. of that build the uh, because i say multi-hyphenating is world building right it's world mm -hmm, building mm -hmm. it's saying i have a project i want to do it and i'm going to hire people to work with me i'm going to help people pay their bills mm -hmm. and you know the, how amazing is that as an artist to be able yeah. to be like i have the resources to where i can write something get it done pay those people to do it and they can like exist as an artist and mm -hmm. those experiences those 
relationships are the seeds of multi-hyphenating being like mm -hmm. I, I see you i love you we might not be best friends but i loved working with you i got this experience that i'm like ready to do and i want you to be a part of it and yeah. that is i think really important is that these showmances are seeds to multi-hyphenating to world building to figuring out the people that we want to work with yes 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 you you know in starting and starting my store geared up uh by fearless young artists and starting it right i'm just like geared out oh, I love it. <laughs> thank you um but yeah when i started this i i had to do some linking um i'm going to uh, reference one of your your previous podcasts where you distinguish between being a multi-hyphenate and being multi-talented right like I had to really come to terms with the fact that at the at the basis the the ground foundation of everything I have ever been since moving to New York City in 2004 has been I want to build something and I want it to be of my voice I want something that connects us that brings us together that inspires us that that makes us feel strong that makes us feel and 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 embody how awesome we are i want to be a part of that thing for me watching theater and one big reason why i even came to the city was that was that feeling so for me i subconsciously have always been working towards that um and now with my store i get to I get to use some of the things that make me a multi-talented or multi-skillful type of person and blend them all together. I've never not been a producer. I've never not been an entrepreneur. I've never not been an educator. I've never not been a writer, right? Like these are things that have always been within me. And because I was available to the talent that helped me illuminate those things, these things now to start my store, to really launched into the the writing career that I look forward to having and producing the things that I want to produce. I'm so incredibly grateful and um, uh, appreciative that I have been a part of the journey and the people who saw me along this journey helped get me to this place, right? Like, if ever there was a, a, a melding of what type of multi-hyphenated I am, I genuinely believe that I am like a kitchen and I just want to make as much food and get as many smells into that kitchen that brings all together so we can genuinely feast together, right? That's beautiful. And I love food. So that's a great metaphor. Oh, great. Great, 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 great. Um, <laughs> so here's the thing about that, which I am so honored that you said that. And... I don't, when I say these, when I talk about these things on my podcast, they're just discoveries, like, or they're mm. thoughts. I don't ever want it. I don't ever want to gatekeep the multi-hyphenate. I don't ever want to be like, this is what the multi-hyphenate is and deny your experience as the multi-hyphenate. I just think that there is a difference between multi-hyphenating and being multifaceted or multi-talented or multi- whatever and i think the reason why there's a difference is because it just helps organize you and and yeah. 
streamline the good that you are supposed to be doing, the way in which you want to change the world. Multi-hyphenating yeah. is, it, yes, you can absolutely be multi-talented without, in my opinion, being multi-hyphenated. Like, I am multi-talented mm -hmm. aside from being multi-hyphenated. Multi-hyphenating mm -hmm. relates to the things that feed each other in the theatrical sphere. Mm -hmm. so that i know that my writing is going to affect my photography and my, and my photography is going to produce my uh, um, affect my producing and my producing is going to affect my educating and all of that stuff yet my painting isn't i don't think because i don't put it in the same atmosphere as the other things i do it to relieve stress i don't set, i don't make money off of painting i i, I don't i I, I don't let it affect everything else because it's just a hobby for me. But would I say I'm multi-talented? Mm. Yeah, multi-talented. I'm really talented at um, at uh, home decor. I have a really good eye, and I'll make money off of it. Uh, doesn't affect my other hyphens. It feeds me spiritually, but it's not a part yeah. of my multi-hyphenated identity. And I think that's an important thing. It's just meant to help streamline you. That's it. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree with you. So, I completely agree with you. Thank you. Nothing more for me to say. You hit it. <laughs> I, I didn't mean to say thank you. I was like, I like, I, I was like, um, like it was like a yes on the same page. Thank you so much for agreeing with me. Um, let's talk about geared up. Yeah, yeah. So where? It. Let's talk about geared up, and let's talk about why let's talk about well how, how who yeah. what let's talk about yeah. it all i love it well let's start with why uh uh in june i was doing a workshop of a show and <laughs> we were working on this you know what i mean like it's one of those things right so i was on this show of a workshop and um we were on a particular number that was being sung a cappella. Uh, many of us had a little vocal solo parts. And um, when my part came up, I was singing something that's, it was a ha-hum. Um, God, I want to, like, it's like right on the tip of my tongue, but again, I might be giving away like what the music is. I gotta be real careful about that. <laughs> so I know what it is. So um yeah. <laughs> if, if you if you want to just come up with a code name as if you're saying it um we could do that or we could just you know what i'm talking you know what i mean it's okay i know what you're talking about i know what you're, I know talk what you're talking about <laughs> <laughs> let's 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 call this show um things with water let's call it that so the show, Things With Water, <laughs> uh, we're singing a song from the show and uh, we're singing this acapella part, which I had to work on a lot because again, the, the my solo was uh, resonant ha hum and it doesn't, it didn't lend itself to being very open, very wide, very, it's a resonant sound. It's just supposed to be a buzzy type of thing. We're singing, we're singing and our director stops the rehearsal and they go, something's wrong with the number. And it starts with liquid. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. That is exactly what I did in the mm. rehearsal space. Like, what the, what the, what, 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 I, uh, and there was, there were three things that happened in that moment. One, I got really frustrated. Two, all of the things, all of the, that type of microaggressive type of speech language that I had experienced over the 18 years that I've been in the commercial theater all just flooded through my body. And then at the very bottom of it, the, the very ground of it was, well, I know I've done the work. What do I really want to happen from this situation? So I stood there and I took, I took it, but I knew what was coming behind me, the two solos that were coming behind me, those actors didn't know their part as well. So I said to myself, okay, what I want to happen is have someone take accountability, someone to say like, it was, it's me, it's me. This, it, it's not, that's no, I don't know this next part. I wanted that and I wanted a conversation. I wanted, I wanted to genuinely have a respectful, um, compassionate <laughs> conversation amongst professionals. And we immediately, immediately went on a break right afterwards. And I sat in the corner and I just was writing, 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 because that's what I do when I get frustrated or I don't know where to go that, or I, you know, go for a run. So I'm writing, writing, writing. And as I'm writing, I was like, that's where my power is. Okay. 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 I don't, it was rude what just happened to me, but this is where my power is. This is where my ground is. It's okay, I'm gonna be all right. And I wrote down, one of the things that I wrote down on that page was, wouldn't it be great if I had a t-shirt that said, <laughs> I'm awake and aware, which was one of the first things I designed um, shirt-wise for my store. And I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna write message apparel. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna, put the things that I write onto shirts so that it invites a conversation that hopefully will inspire, um, inspire and insightful and compassionate and sensible conversation amongst professionals. Because when we're in that space, we very quickly forget that we are dealing with human beings that are raw and fragile, trying to help you build your dream. How can we get back to that place of civility and sensibility? Um, and I thought to myself, a t-shirt. <laughs> it's the best way to start a conversation. If you're curious about what it is that I'm wearing, you're curious about what it means to me, possibly what it means to you. And good artists, which is, I know a lot <laughs> in his business, they lean in. I've never known an artist to, leap, to, to to not get inside of the double dutch that is happening in front of them. We move towards something. And I believe that what sales I've made thus far, the connections that I'm making thus far are artists and young professionals and professionals who are curious and are empathetic and awesome who also want to have these conversations and didn't have the door to open to start the conversation it's really beautiful to 
see my daughter running around in the fearless young artist, you know, print. It's really beautiful to see her walk into her school with that on and the kids go thumbprint. Like they're already making, they're already leaning in, right? Like it's beautiful to see that. <laughs> it's beautiful to go to, you know, walking down the street and have someone go like awake and aware to what? And I'm like, to you friend, <laughs> you know, like these things are happening in real time. And I'm like, that's why I wrote this. Like that's the power of the art. That's the power of the writing. That's the power of, I'm not going to stay down. I'm going to find my way up because this is my ground. I can grow. That's the gear up, right? I have spent the better part of my career gearing up my mind, gearing up my heart, gearing up my body, gearing up my soul, dare I speak, <laughs> to know how to engage and invite conversation. And I hope that this store helps others to gear up all of those things to make themselves be the best artist, the best professional, the best human that they can be. I'm so obsessed with you. <laughs> thank you friend thank you <laughs> so i have a few questions and just ideas and like i think another like thing of like the gatekeeping thing that i'm worried about when you know that i write in this book is that like there are four things that i think when you're picking out a hyphen there are four things I think you need to pay attention to. And that's, does it bring me joy? Do I have a paper trail? Like, is it Googleable? Mm. Um, do I get paid for it? And does it affect the other hyphens? Mm. And, and I think some people like are like interesting. And, and I go as an example, like when I'm teaching workshops or when I'm teaching my kids at, you know, NYU, I go, can, can, can you be an actor, roller skater, seamstress as a multi-hyphenate? And they're like, no. And I go, mm -mm. <laughs> you can justify it, then you can be it. And I think you embody exactly that. That the why and the how and the what and the who and the where and the when, all of that is so beautifully embedded in this choice that you have made to I feel like it's not even a choice. It's just it's so raw in you that it had to come out. And because mm -hmm. it's so raw in you, it is one of your ways of telling story. And mm -hmm. that is so beautiful. Thank you, friend. Thank you. And I'm it, it means a lot that you, you see that it, it is stories, right? And I think especially coming out of the pandemic as we all get back into those theaters and, you know, go and see our friend shine. I think, I think that's something that we, we have to remember. We're trying to tell stories and in us telling our stories, we get to hear all of them. If we're gonna get to hear all of them, oh boy, do we need to be present to hear it. It's not always the easiest thing to share your story. It's not always the easiest thing to share the story, tell the story, 
and ask someone follow-up questions about the story to lean in even further, yeah? You know, when we first came back from the, as Broadway was reopening, there were a lot of share circles. And what was interesting to me was how quickly we would forget the things that we were sharing inside of those stories, inside of those circles, because those stories that were being told in those circles directly affect everything that's gonna happen in the musical we're putting up on 44th Street, right? That immediately affects how you get to the subway from the rehearsal hall, right? How that affects you getting onto the restaurant, getting into the restaurant, right? Like that is, it's not only a part of you, it's now a part of me and it's a part of the relationships that we are building and we are developing and we are cultivating and watering, yeah? You, 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 um, use that beautiful analogy of it being a seed, right? Like we have to continue to water that once we know it. We know the beautiful, we know that story of Hamilton now and it directly affects how we see people of color. It directly affects how we see history, American history, right? If we remove the fact that what's so impactful about a Hamilton are the people who are in that show, then we are removing stories. And I hope that in me writing these messages on our shirts and water bottles and all of these things, I hope that it is a reminder to not only the person reading the message on a shirt, but the person who is wearing and, and representing that story, that they lean in and go, don't forget what it is I'm telling you. It's directly going to affect how high I can sing tonight. <laughs> you know, it's, it is, it justifies telling anybody else's story when you can take in someone else's story and allow that to affect all the things around you. The point of those circles and those point of, and the point of sharing is also to listen to others. And I don't know how many people actually took the lessons of the pandemic. Mm -hmm and applied them i don't know yet some mm -hmm. some i'm like wow you are you i see you putting that into your work i see see in others i'm like i feel like you might have just actively ignored it mm. um and because that's work because that's work right like that's a, we went through some hard am i allowed to curse we went through some hard shit like yeah. we did we did we did <laughs> that was hard we did and i feel like you know you being a a black non-binary person and me being a jewish queer person gay person when we see something that is racist or anti-semitic believe us yeah just believe yeah. us listen to us and believe us like that's yeah. sort of the thing you know yeah um and yeah. i don't know how many people are willing to listen because it's easier not to sure 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 right i was just having this conversation with my wife she she gets so upset with me because i will selectively listen to her sometimes <laughs> well that's a different story of course 
but she called me she called me out on it the other day where she was like you know i need you to lean in to all of our conversations the same way you lean into a good play and i was like yo like i'm compartmentalizing the <laughs> these things right like i'm not i'm i'm taking in what i think is easiest in that particular moment and i appreciated after uh, a, a lot of reflection um, <laughs> and meditation of her saying this to me i appreciated i appreciated her saying that right because if we're really going to do the really difficult work and then we have to constantly be turned on tuned in tapped into one another and that's tough and it's especially tough when you go back into a world that is saying, I want to go back to the way it was before we had this really difficult life transforming experience, the thing that, you know, took so many of our livelihoods away for so long. I want to go back to the way it was before that. That was much easier. We're compartmentalizing um, our pain opposed to allowing ourselves to come to have come out of it and be reflective about it therefore it being able to equal some type of progress some type of progression forward i think that if we if we don't reflect in real time on that pain both inside of the quarantine out of the quarantine i think that we will i don't think that we will progress as much as we should and God damn it, I hope that doesn't happen to the theater. Well said. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. I had a client, I had a client that came to my studio and was talking about how they are in a, um, actually their point was that they aren't in a marginalized community, that they are, um, that they are a fat person and that they are that they represent sixty eight percent of America, and mm. talking about fat representation, and about how there needs to be more representation and things like that. At be, but they're not because even though they represent so many people, and they said that they are tired of being a trailblazer. Oh my god yes god yeah and i was like yeah some people don't want to be trailblazers some people just want to exist in the bodies that they're given and you know just sort of 
do their thing. And I don't, and in this moment, I don't know how much exist in this moment existing is trailblazing. Mm. Um, fortunately, <gasps> fortunately and unfortunately, I don't know. I, I don't know, but I think I don't, yeah, it's, yeah. it's, um, yeah. It's yeah, crazy. And it is crazy. And that's, that is so beautifully said, you know, existing is trailblazing, you know, it, it's so spot on. I, this is again, how I know that like, I've always been the person who would start a store like this, have do what it is that I'm doing. Um, I have, I don't, <laughs> I don't recall a time where I wasn't um, trying to not exist to my fullest. Mm -hmm. It makes me, it, it makes me um, a little emotional when I think about that time because I was so, so keen on making sure that the people around me were getting what they needed, that I sacrificed my own self, that it wasn't like, for me to live in this body, I couldn't do it like that, right? I couldn't do it then. I, I, it wasn't my time. And it's, it's really, it's really um, humbling to think back on that person uh, who was trying desperately to be whatever would book me the next job that would um, keep me quote unquote relevant, <laughs> that would make me easier to digest. It makes me really sad for that younger person. Um, but on the other side of that, again, <laughs> where there is darkness, there is light not too far away from you. I am sitting in this chair now able to have a conversation about how much I adore writing and how much I want to have conversations with the people that largely inspired me to come into this business, to pursue this as a career, that I can do it for myself and no one has ran away from it, <laughs> you know? That there is, um, the fact that, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm gonna not, I'm gonna not cry on your podcast, and Michael. <laughs> There's something, there's something rad about putting my messages out there, putting this store out there, putting my art out here, putting my story out here, that I know there's going to be some black kid <laughs> who sees me and goes, oh my God, I see myself. Oh my God, that's what I've been saying. Oh my God, I that, yeah, man, we're on the same like wavelength, right? Cause I didn't have that. I didn't know that I could be in this body, identify myself. I didn't know I had, I had that right. 
it's great to know that I have it now. It's great to know that I could have anything to do with helping someone else get to this place, go beyond this place, right? I mean, I see it in my kid every day, right? Like, my kid is starting to wrap her own mind, right? Their own mind around the fact that I call you mommy, but sometimes I have to say, they're over there. It's really incredible, you know, just, just this morning before, um, before um, she went to school, you know, she looks at me and goes, mommy, I love all of you. Because it's they, you know what I mean? Like, I, I know that they're like seeing me, right? Like, it's starting to already click. If, if I can, if I can do anything, anything more, it's just going to be to, to live honestly. Um, and I night. hope to help others do it. No, please. No, thank you. Um, that Thank you, Laquette, for that. That was, thank you for your honesty and your vulnerability with that. Um, Last night I went to a film premiere of a new indie documentary called Conversion and it's about conversion therapy. Mm. And one of the women in the film, um, actually there's only one woman, but it follows five, five people. And uh, sh she was a part of the Mormon church and mm discovered that she wasn't happy and was having queer thoughts and the Mormon church basically took all of her rights away and uh, started sending her to therapy, mm. which turns out was conver conversion therapy. They just don't call it that. And she was in the talk back after she was so emotional because she was like, I just, I'm so happy to be here because she, she, she goes, I'm so happy to be here. I just didn't realize that I had you all. And she starts sobbing. It was so beautiful because it's like, even in 2022, people still don't know. People think that they're alone. And she said something that is the opposite of what you just said. And it makes me emotional because because you are the example of that it doesn't have to be this way. And that mm. was that she has like four, she has four kids. Her daughter six months ago came out to her. Mm. And one of her sons is going on a two year, two year mission with, wow. with the um, Mormon church knocking door to door against gay marriage. So she, the mother is in a in a lesbian relationship with her wife, I believe, wife married mm -hmm. with a le with a daughter who I believe identifies as a lesbian, and yet the son, one of the sons is going to be knocking door to door, crusading against gay marriage. Wow! And it's wow. Just, it's, it's amazing to see where we are, how divided we are, even within our own families. But you yeah. are not. Your child is yeah. seeing you and all of you, and that is beautiful. Yeah, that's God. That 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 woman, that family. She and she was 
she's she's beautiful she's I, her wow. her interviews were incredible um all right on wow. we're we're gonna move on we're gonna we're gonna because under multi-hyphenate i yes i under multi-hyphenate i love talking not only about the why because that's very it, that's very very important yeah because that's that's unteachable right so mm -hmm. so hearing more people talk about why they do what they do is very you know very important mm -hmm. but i think what a lot of people don't get in their colleges and when they train is the how is the actual logistics so mm -hmm. starting geared up once you discovered the why once you found that purpose that seed how did you do it how did you start your own store what were the things you needed how did you start making money off of it what company mm -hmm. did you find like how how can someone go i have an idea and now i'm going to do it yeah uh, so it's gone through a bit of a transformation because I did not know how to start an online store. <laughs> I never thought that I would, right? Um, so the first thing that I started doing is I went to um, the easiest place to research this, this sort of thing of message t-shirts. I went to Instagram and I was like, okay, well, what are these people doing? Like, how are they marketing to me? Of, what are they doing? So I went through all of these different companies that, uh, that I bought from and um, support. And I started seeing um, the algorithm started sending me things on drop shipping and print on demand and things of that nature. So that was the first place that I went to, oh, I can make this message and it can just go out whenever. Um, so for me, once I started there, that's where I was like, okay, I need a store. I need to know um, how to put my designs onto the shirt. Oh, that's a transparent background. How do I build it? I'm not a graphic designer, but I got some doodles and a notebook. <laughs> you know, it started, that was the ball rolling, right? If, if it were a, a musical or a play, it was the first scene, right? It's that first free write of the scene of the song, right? Um, and then very quickly, I started listening back to the song, rereading the scene and going, well, I, I want more of my hands in on this process. I want to make sure that there is an experience from the moment you open the, the box that the shirt comes in to the moment you put it on your body to reading it. Like, I want for you to experience it, right? Like, I want you to have that hug that so many of us feel when we walk into a theater. So that started me along the lines of how do I want to market and how do I want to brand? And I started thinking, okay, well, I, it's got to be this type of sweatshirt. And that's how I started to figure out what products like I, that made me feel like a hug. Mm. Right? <laughs> um, I, I started thinking about, well, okay, great. I know I have these messages, but how big should it be? So now I've got samples of many of these designs that are very small or very too big. You know, you start playing with all of the different ways that um, your designs can actually show up on the, the garments that you are hoping to hug someone. That was about a three week learning curve. <laughs> um, the next thing that I started thinking about was I don't know how to build this store, but I know I need some type of presence online. That was the start of me hiring people. 
Um, you know, I'm, I'm not Nike, but, <laughs> but I know that I needed help. And I started to invest in to not only my business, but into myself because I needed to think about where all my time was going to go and how much more time I would have if I um, just found someone who could help me do this particular thing so I could focus on others. That was the next step of how do I put this thing up? How do I hire someone? Um, from there, <laughs> from there, from the hiring of someone, then I started to understand copy in a different way. So copy is very different than just me writing about my play. Now I gotta like say the right words to really draw you in. This is another form of storytelling. It's yes. another form of taking this talent of, of, of writing, this skill that I'm uh, every day trying to build of writing to another level. Then it became like, well, how do I get people to know about my product? Of course, I'm going to be on social media, but what does that mean? Okay, <laughs> like, how do I get people to actually want to buy it, want to wear it? Um, that's when I started taking my taking pictures of my friends, um, and I started to hone in on how I wanted to market initially, um, which for me has. Uh, that I've seen a lot of success with is network marketing. Mm -hmm. I had to go through a long list of <laughs> studying different ways to market, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so the how, it's, it's literally been this almost four, four, five month long learning curve, which that's the core of, of who I am is a learner, is a student. And then to quickly find what those trends are what, what the, the patterns are and then implement those patterns into the things that I want to happen around me. I gotta be honest, it sounds a lot like swinging. I've been swinging this whole thing. I love that. I love that. Are you talking about relationship swinging or are you talking about music? <laughs> No, 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 no. Uh, uh, in the show, yes, yes, my wife would be very upset. <laughs> no. Um, it's like, interesting, tell me more. Also, swinging is, sw uh, right, swinging is not, um, oh, swinging is, <laughs> see what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. Swinging right. is on Broadway. I was like, I, I literally was like, also, I have not heard the word swing in reference to swinging in so long i was like that's such an old word and it's like i love this tbt so that's incredible and you know when when establishing like professional photography i'll never forget when i was like when i when i was putting you know in 2013 my photos on social media and someone i didn't know messaged me being like hey how much you charge for a photo shoot and i went how much do i charge for a photo shoot yeah yeah. Just those things being like, it's so much yeah. more than I have a business. Well, yeah. all right. Yeah. Are you going to incorporate? Yeah. Are you going to, uh, you know, do an online store? Are you going to do pop-ups? Are you going to do where, where, you know, there's so many things to figure out. So the how is a huge conversation, but you bring up yeah. something really interesting and that was swinging on Broadway and, I always feel like swinging on Broadway is sort of multi-hyphenating in its own environment. 
Mm-hmm. Do you agree? Like, is that, does that make sense? Like, what is your, what's your take on that? Well, it's because, because I have swung in shows, I knew that I had the, the temperament to be uh, an entrepreneur. Wow. I knew that I was a business leader. I knew, or a business owner. I knew that I wanted my voice to be heard, right? Because when you don't get to have your voice heard eight times a week, like <laughs> the rest of your cast, you very quickly start figuring out, like, how do I, how do, how do I get heard, right? Um, so for me, I, uh, for me, it became, okay, well, how, how can I systematically step-by-step figure this out? And when I swing, I assign energetic colors to every person that I'm swinging, right? So, uh, let's use beautiful. Um, when I was on tour, beautiful, the Carol King musical, um, little Eva track, the locomotion track was pink. It's vibrant. It's fun it's flirty it's youthful it's silly and it's fun it's very it, it made me feel like Minnie Mouse so all of my locomotion cards had Minnie Mouse on there and they were pink and every time I went on for that number that's the energy that I would try to bring to the number it helped me uh, build a story from beginning to end no matter if I went on today and then didn't go on for another six months I knew how to quickly access that person that that energy um, because I, I do color. Same thing with Doubtfire. If I, I never had to go on for Cameron Adams, but Cameron was one of my favorite people to swing because I assigned her purple, which is that seventh chakra, right? So it's just like this kind of all-knowing, like royal type figure. And every time I would see her backstage, that's like the aura that would just circle around her, and it made it made the learning process a lot easier, right? I had to not second guess myself so much because a person whose seventh chakra is fully open isn't spending time in in, in their insecurity. They're too busy all knowing, right? Wow. <laughs> so it was it it it, it completely um, helps me again find those patterns and it gives me some type of system that is easy to access, like an index card, and that's largely how I'm put this store together. It's, it's an energy. I find this energy and hence why I put it on a black shirt. It's infinite, mm-hmm. right? It's like outer space. It is the galaxy. It, is, it continues on and on and on and on and on. And it's also the thing that is hugging like our entire world, right? Like it's the blackness of it, right? Um, so again, like that's, that's how I did this. That's the how I took my talent and brought that over into into this hyphenate of not only how to tell a story, but how to put the story together quickly and and let it mold and shape and take different colors, different journeys as it goes. I'm so obsessed with that. I don't, <laughs> I have synesthesia, 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 but like in other things, but I'm realizing I do something similar that mm. is I don't know if it's colors, but it's definitely energy. So like mm-hmm. with with teaching, because it's a new hyphen, educator, it's a new hyphen. I feel like it's a lot, it's a younger, more youthful energy. I'm a cool mom. I am relatable. <laughs> I'm relatable. I'm a little more rock and roll, right? Like it's that energy. <laughs> but with my photography, even though I'm still accessible, I'm a little more rooted. I'm grounded because- yeah. 
I know where you're coming from. I'm there. And then I feel like my actor hyphen is a little more like, kid, let me tell ya. <laughs> you. Know? Cause that was the first one. That was the one that started 22 years ago. And that's the one where it's like, he hasn't used me in a second, but when he needs me, I'm good. <laughs> you know, I feel like there's that going on. <laughs> I love that. It's not colors, but it's definitely energies. And that's so yeah. cool that you said that because swinging absolutely is in its own environment. It is, um, it's like, it's, it's, uh, it's a producer, it's a performer, it's a choreographer, it's, um, it's an there it's an educator there are all these like mini hyphens within yeah. that experience and i think that is so cool and i feel yeah. like swinging is just its whole uh, i'm only talking about swinging looking in i've never swung i have no idea how you all do it you are <laughs> absolutely incredible also swinging in this world right yeah. now i'm just like i don't know <laughs> How you do that? Yeah, yeah. It's it's a whole thing. Oh no, 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 no need for that. No need for that. It is a whole thing, and it does. It shows you all these different uh, energies, colors, uh, parts of yourself that you otherwise either may not find out that you have that you can do. But for me and my approach to swinging there's a I, I have to take ownership of it and in me taking ownership of it i have to take ownership of the good the bad and the ugly swinging and understudying immediately humbles you because it's never going to be quote unquote perfect mm. it's never going to be so polished it's never going to be fierce right <laughs> it's never going to be that even for the swings who like they never miss a step right it's never that same level of of, of polish that somebody who's on eight times a week and just has that 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 routine that has those reps right um under their belt to do that particular role like you don't get that as a swing in an understudy so you have to give yourself grace and thereby giving other people grace because everyone's just trying to do the best they can <laughs> when they right. go out there on the ice, you know, that's, that's a business. That's a small business. That's a large business. That's a medium yeah. business. That's business is, you know, when I first uh, started with this store, I started, you know, opening my doors up for sales and, and sharing this with people. It is, it was not what it is today. I had to put out, a product that I knew I would be continuing to polish every single day. And that, whoo, that is hard. It's hard to say in your business, I am, I am figuring this thing out as I go, right? I, I don't, of every podcast I've listened to, every book I've read, every blog post, every business leader that I have ever come across, they all, have that same thing it's more important that you get your product out there and perfect it as you go because that is that is life that is life you can always make the thing better swinging understudying taught me that i can always make it better 
there's always going to be another show unless of course the show closes and there won't be another show but there will still be another show right like i'll book something else and i have to bring that experience into into the space you mentioned being an educator right like you cannot walk into a space and think to yourself i am a perfect artist let me teach you how to be this perfect artist no you could but the the educators i know come into the space with hey let's figure this thing out it's called acting and here's some of the things that i've heard let's see how that meshes with you it's so right? true it's so true it's yeah. so true. Here are, the, here are the things that I've heard and that have worked for me. When I'm working with, you know, my students, I, I'm, I'd say for every path I'm telling you, there is, for the paths that I'm telling you, there are a million other ones. So if you don't like something I say, don't use it. Don't apply it. Like, it's just, it's a grab bag of tools. Um, and that, it's, it's, it's such a great, that's such a great thing. And I try to make sure that my students know that what I'm telling them is not the end all be all that when it comes to theater business in the grand scheme of things we're only just starting to talk about theater business um and there are things that will work and there'll be things that won't work people are acting like the multi-hyphenate is just it's just starting and i'm like y'all mel brooks whoopi goldberg i'm thinking i'm talking 70s and then there's even yeah. before that there's even before that there's Molly Brown, survivor of the uh, Titanic. The unsingable Molly right. Brown was a multi-hyphenate. She right. was an actor and activist, among other things. I mean, even I would say in Shakespeare times, there was Shakespearean times, there was actors that were writing and getting on and, and directing. Like it's it, it, it has always existed. I don't know why we're all of a sudden being like, wow, I could do more than one thing or you're not supposed to do more than one thing. Everyone mm. else has been, so why are you telling me that I can't? Right. Well, because so many of us operate from the place of fear. Yeah. Right? It's a scary thing to say, it's a scary thing to say I'm a business and I'm also an artist and I'm also this and I'm also that. Like, that's a scary thing to do. It For many people, um, if I can speak broadly, for many people, that's just some shit you don't do. You don't have that right. You don't have that privilege. No, you go over here and you dance in the studio. I don't need to hear you speak. Just kick your leg up real nice. Oh, no, 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 no. The reason why the leg went up is because of all this that's going on inside of me, right? And all that stuff is the thing or the things that are making that leg go up, but therefore helping your story come to the table. So no, 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 no. I will not stay quiet, right? That leg going up is not quiet. And I think that when you start to shift that mentality when you start to reverse engineer what the art can do for you because you are a business you are a business i think i think there's a lot of empowerment there and i think for for some people that putting that type of power in in teaching that type of power to this next generation that will only continue to carry on <laughs> where we leave off, right? I think that's like, holy shit, man. Like they're running around with a lot of power, a lot of agency, a lot of autonomy. Is that where we want for things to go? And I, I think conversations like what we're having, platforms like what you have with your multi-hyphenate, 
I, I truly believe that there is a conversation that's happening around full autonomy and empowerment of the person who happens to do A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, L, P, right? And all of those things that we do can lead to it, 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 it picking up off of one another, it, it adding to their capital, the investments that they make in themselves and the outside of themselves, like all of it directly affects what type of stories we are telling. And if you're getting into the business of show, it is all about being as articulate as you can with the stories that are presented to you and that you present to other people. That's a powerful fucking thing to do. And if you were so lucky to be educated by somebody who is teaching you that, holy shenanigans. We won't just have the one Hamilton every couple of years. We won't just have the one Wicked every couple of years. We'll see that shit happening every time a show opens. And that's where I think that we're going to go. And I believe that this store, these messages, my writing, my my sitting in my own power is helping this next generation, is helping the generation that's currently here. Get after it. You know, it's a good episode when you're sitting here going, it could be called this, it could be called that, it could be called this. <laughs> so many, you are so incredible. Laquette Charnel Pringle, you are the ideal guest. Oh, you are incredible and the best. And I could really talk to you forever. No, I can <laughs> talk to you forever. <laughs> really talk to you forever. Let's. So I'm on your website. I'm on. Uh, I'm on your your shop, um, which is geared up by fearlessyoungartist.myshopify.com, and I'm seeing some incredible uh, sweatshirts and t-shirts. I see awake and aware. I see vocal napping. I see be fearless. <laughs> I see so many incredible things that I can't wait to have. And what do we have to know in order to support you? Where can we find you on social media, your websites, all that good stuff? Yeah, reach out to me in all of the ways. On uh, Instagram, I am at geared up by FYA. Uh, you can, of course, go to um, our website, uh, Geared Up by Fearless Young Artists. You can just put .com if you don't want to put the Shopify. It all goes to the same place. <laughs> um, I am on TikTok. I'm understanding TikTok better, friends. I am not afraid of it anymore. Good job. <laughs> I'm on TikTok, and that's at Geared Up by FYA. Uh, you can always reach out to me on my personal uh, Instagram account, which is at Ms. M-R-X-L-A-Q-U-E-T, Laquette. Um, that's the best ways <laughs> to get at me, to support me, this brand, this store, <sighs> this movement, this tribe. You are the best, Laquette, and thank you so much for being on German Sea Hyphenate. I love you. I love you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work 
or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.